This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. Yes, it involves sports, Auburn football, and the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride that it continues to be and probably always will be, let's be honest. It involves Auburn volleyball right now, who is 14-0, probably one of the highest points and I'm not that well versed on it in their career, but it goes outside of sports. It goes beyond borders. It goes beyond states and counties. It's about all of us together through academics, through sports, through just life experiences. The Auburn experience is a beautiful thing when you look at the whole nature of it. And that is what we aim to accomplish here on this podcast, the Auburn experience. And as always, that experience is best had with multiple people well not multiple i've just got one here tonight my good friend austin scott my co-host for this show welcome back austin thanks where you go everybody glad to hear or glad to be here again um really kyle says it best every week in our little intro the auburn experience it encompasses so much and we're glad to be doing it together and uh, glad to have have everybody listening so we can all reminisce and talk about the ups and downs like you said well, I'll be honest, that was probably not my best intro, but hey, listen, uh, not not everything right. about Auburn's firing on all cylinders right now, so I think they <laughs> can give me a little bit of grace. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so our usual agenda is we've got at least two to three uh, main topics that we want to hit, but in our opening segment, we just kind of have started calling it the what's hot section, you know, like what's what's got everybody jazzed to talk about, and unfortunately, during the times like this, that's... Uh, some negative stuff, but, you know, just maybe frustrating things and obviously around Auburn football, what's going on with it right now. For those of you that may be listening in posterity, if that's the right word, yeah, in the future, um, you know, Auburn's going through a bit of an up and down season, Uh, maybe coaching changes on the horizon as well, Uh, three and two. uh, A lot of people had high hopes that we were going to be five and oh, exiting a five game home stretch which we'll talk more about in just a second in our second topic but um we're three and two i think a lot of people were realistic and said four and one i -hmm. said five and oh but you know four and one we sit three and two and the buzzword that is being really thrown around a lot lately austin is second half adjustments you cannot Mm -hmm. escape it the facts are there the stats are there the obsession is there in some (laughs) sense of the word second half adjustments. When I say that, what's your take of it for Auburn football and how do you process all of that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. A lot of people is going around. It's being talked about because Auburn has just struggled in the second half to be able to put points on the board, uh, look rim resembling of the team that they are in the first half. Uh, Last week with Missouri jump out to a 14 0 lead. Um, don't score again until overtime this weekend uh, jump out to 17-0 lead and Auburn never recovers and is able to get down the field again so um, it's it's frustrating and fans are frustrated and I get it rightfully so um, because that's what these coaches they're employed to do is, is it's not just game plan throughout the week it's make those adjustments on the fly and and figure out how you can how you might need to tweak things in order to stay in the game and think keep firing on all cylinders. Uh, Auburn in the first half, an offense that we haven't seen really all year, looked composed and put together. Robbie mm-hmm. Ashford had an incredible start uh, and really played well the rest of the night um, before fumbles kind of got to him. Um, 
but just couldn't couldn't keep it going to get in the end zone, though they had their chances in the second half. So it's frustrating. We all see the stats on how few points are being scored, how no touchdowns are being scored. Um, it's not a recipe for success, and and I get I get the frustration a lot, but I would caution people to say, "Oh, the coaches don't understand," because they have all the analytics, they have all the stats, and they see all that you're seeing and then some. Uh, and I guarantee they're frustrated as well. Uh, reg- their jobs are on the line. Like, let's yeah. just—it doesn't matter if they're winning or not. Their jobs are always on the line because that's the state of the, the sport today. So they understand it. Uh, let's hope they can get it turned around uh, for Auburn's sake and their own. Um, but I get the frustration from all involved. I get it. I understand it. Um, I was equally frustrated, and I've been yep. equally frustrated as everybody else. I've been in except for the second game, every single game uh, so far. So I've witnessed an impertinence. You know, Bruce Pearl, in a good way, talks about needing witnesses to come and see, you know, the team obviously play at home, but on the road especially. We've all been witnesses, uh, either on the radio, on the TV, or in person, to the second half. But as you said, the, the coaches, the players, they have all the stats. They have the actual experience of what's happening on the field. It's very easy for us to sit back and point these things out for beat writers to sit there and point these things out. And that's the beat writer's job. I get it. I wish some of them, you know, had uh, not such a slant in certain directions, but that's not my decision to make. That's everybody's going to make their own choices. But let's let's hit the facts and talk about the second half because it is not a good thing when you actually look at what it looks like. Um, you can find this. Everybody's sharing it, re- repasting mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I don't know who to credit with the original. I am sure it is one of our beat writers or media personalities um, with with the Auburn space. But uh, going back to the Ole Miss game, these are the points that were scored in the second half in 2021. Ole Miss three, Texas A&M zero, Mississippi State six. I can't believe we scored six against Mississippi State. That was, I forgot about how many points we even scored that because we allowed so many points. Let's not even talk about it. (laughs) I can watch like his face turning red right now. Can't Uh, that one. South Carolina three, Alabama zero, Penn State six, Missouri zero, LSU zero in, in when I look at this, you know, breakdown of the second half scoring, the most not mind numbing and frustrating part is in the last three or four zero. Yeah, that's, it's not from a lack of trying and, and people love to throw out, well, no adjustments were made. Adjustments were made, but adjustments are made on both sides. The question is, is who made the better adjustments based off of the information at hand. It looks like the other team each time has done that. Uh, you'd expect that from teams like LSU, Missouri, uh, excuse me, Penn State, Alabama, but you may expect teams like Missouri, South Carolina, probably the state that they're in currently when Auburn played them to not be making as good of second half adjustments. So all in all, like I just don't know how to completely rationalize this because, like you said, it, we see it for ourselves here written out. We're frustrated too. We also recognize that we don't have all the information. How do we process as Auburn fans going forward? Yeah, and I think it's important because I don't want anyone jumping on us. These are power five opponents. Yes. Uh, and, and and I mean, that's more on, now granted, Mercer and San Jose State have great programs, blah, 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 blah. That's more on the level of what you would expect to be scoring. At, at, I don't think you're going to have to worry about Mercer and San Jose State fans coming to get you. We'd welcome them. We'd welcome them. <laughs> um, I'll share my Twitter handle at the end of the at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, 
I think you made a good point about it's not for lack of justice. They're not going at halftime being like, all right, we're doing great things. I bet they're over there, you know, saying, oh, we're beat tonight and, and not changing a thing. And they're not doing that in the game either. Um, but it is the effective adjustments that aren't happening. And, and Kyle, you hit on that, that the other team has good coaches too that are well-employed and well-thought of, and their adjustments are, are working better. Now, that's not an excuse for Auburn's coaches because their job is to figure out how to make better adjustments right. than their adjustments. And that's all throughout the second half. Um, and it's not happening. And and that's where the frustration comes in. And, and I, I think that a lot of people like to balance the line of coaching versus player execution. And I think there's both, there's guilt on both sides, right? You can argue, is there more on certain side than the other? And I think that that would be another time and place for that, but there is guilt on both sides. And if you don't think that's the case, Anders Carlson, we love him. He's struggling uh, kicking the ball through the uprights. Now, granted, he had an ACL tear. How's that affected him this year? We don't know. Um, he's he's struggling. And so I think that's an easy way to see that that's an adjustment. We all saw all the turnovers, whether they were – or we all saw all the turnovers. Some were lost. Some fumbles weren't lost. That's That all slows things down anyway. So that's player execution that's not – happening and it doesn't matter if you make the best adjustments in the world if your players can't execute it and perform to what their those adjustments are capable of we're going to keep seeing the same results so there's guilt on both sides uh makes it equally frustrating though it does uh yeah you know the funny thing is is a lot of people want to act like they have all the answers but then when you ask them to give you the answers they won't provide them or they say i love this excuse i'm not paid millions of dollars well then why are you offering your your take on this thing i mean like (laughs) Okay, you were just just now you want to disparage what you were just saying about we need second half adjustments, but because you're not making millions of dollars, you're just admitting they're not qualified to make that statement. It's yeah. it listen, frustrations abound. We've we've said it a lot. Uh I've asked, pleaded, begged, rationalized for people that have patience. I don't think we're going to get that based off of reading the tea leaves. Uh when I first say that to Coach Harson, I hope I'm wrong because if coach Harson fails, Auburn fails. And I think that's, what's lost about a lot of people. A lot of people are starting to celebrate this. Aha, we got you. We were, we're saying the second half adjustments, we've got the facts to show for it, but you're, you're missing that celebration that you're having about getting coach Harson. That means that Auburn fails too. Maybe temporarily. Yes. But the question is, does that struggle they go through, put them back even further in a race that is quickly getting ahead of them. When we talk about Alabama's and Georgia's, Texas A&M, God love them. Uh, <laughs> they have yeah. every tool in the they could have, yeah. and they still can't get the job done. LSU will get back up there. You you see what an LSU team could – they were not a good LSU team when we played them uh, last night, but they have the athletes. And it's just a matter of can Brian Kelly do what he's done. If he, if he flips that switch with LSU that's there, oh, boy, that's going to be a yep. dangerous team. The question is we'll have to wait and see. I would just love the opportunity for us to use context – wait for the second half adjustments to maybe get there a little bit longer, be patient, and maybe the switch gets flipped. Not not as quickly as we would have liked it to, but I think it's a a fair request. But that's just me, and I tend to be a little bit more patient than most, probably to my own detriment. Sure. I think there's an argument for both. Uh, I I get some of the people that would like a change to happen. I get their points, and I I see all the things that are – the points on both sides, whether it's, well, look, the trajectory of recruiting or 
the trends of where others are going and what's a priority now. Uh, and I also see the patient side that if you, if you never give someone time to build, then you're just, you're just in a constant circle. Um, I think there's a nice balance in there. Uh, and someone has to make those decisions. There's an interim yes, athletic director and they is not us. And I'm okay with that. Um, but hope what I hope, and I know Kyle feels the same way is that those people make those best decisions, those decisions, not, for themselves and not for what they would prefer so they can have more input or that they can say gotcha but that auburn succeeds whether that's short term or long term so we'll have to see it's we it, we will definitely be talking about it more mm-hmm. as the year goes on i have no doubt and and that's the scary thing about this humans are making those decisions mm. yep. scary scary time when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply not so much about football specifically although this is kind of within that topic we like to give you a kind of a well-rounded discussion here something now that we've completed this five-game homestand that started with mercer san jose state penn state missouri and now lsu lions and tigers and bears and spartans oh my my goodness i mean it was just that was good there you go. Hey, I've been practicing that a few times before bet, we got started. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd like to <laughs> pretend that I'm that good to come up with something off the top of my head, but I'm not. Let's just be honest. People who've been watching this <laughs> channel for a long time or the po- listen to the podcast know that enough about me. But uh, five game homestand, the amount of times, not just this weekend, but especially this weekend because it happened more so. People came up to me and said, "Boy, you look tired." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, uh, thanks. No, but no, but no, thanks. I mean, you're basically telling me I look awful. Um, I mean, I get that. I mean, it's a miracle that Jess said yes to me when I asked uh, her to marry me. But I mean, geez, I, I must have looked, been, been looking pretty rough this weekend. Five games in a row at home. For me, you know, obviously, those of you that know what I do, I'm on campus for every home game that I can be and sharing the experience. And that requires a lot of walking, a lot of adjusting to schedules and things like that and i love what i do but i i'm i'm speaking just for people that come to the games on a regular basis and that come to most of them if not all of them five games in a row at home while in some aspects is nice it can also be maybe a detriment in a lot of ways when you kind of compare to what maybe happens maybe traditionally and like next year what's coming is mm-hmm. a lot more staggering of maybe a home and away home and away but or maybe two games home and then away two games home and then away so that's where i'd like us to park it for a little second and talk about that aspect and austin what do you think about preferences the goods the bads of what we just went through versus what's coming next year or just even outside of these two years what do you think about that like what do you prefer sure yeah this is the second time i can remember that um I've kind of gone through this. My junior year while at Auburn, we had five straight games to start as students. It was the year we started with Clemson. I would not, I can't remember. We had, A&M was third. I can't remember the rest of them. Um, That would have been 2016. So it was exhausting then. 
uh, as students just because it was like, you know, not that you don't want to go, but there's just no break. Uh, and, and as students, you know, we only, you got to wait a long time to get in line, then to get in, then for the game. And then, you, you know, rightfully so, you're expected to be the bunch that is there till the end and loudest. And um, so as a student, it was exhausting. Now it's still exhausting. <laughs> um, I think that I, I was really excited because I love home games and I love going to Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, when it all came out. But it at week after week, it's a lot. Uh, right. And especially when um, we've had, you know, different weather like we've had. It was really hot for Penn State. We've had rain. Uh, it just – you get in that cycle. And I can't imagine, like, for Kyle, like you, or, or others who try and come to every game and, and drive into town or travel in because that's just like you're planning your entire weekend for five straight weekends of yep. get, either get in town Friday night or early Saturday morning, leave late Saturday night or leave Sunday and then back doing it again the next week. And so I just, I, I'm not a fan. I would prefer we just kind of, I don't really even want to alternate home away. I'm just like, I think like you said, two home, one away, two home, one away. I know it's not always perfect like that. Right. And, We've already talked about other people's jobs tonight, but the people who have to make schedules, that stresses me out just to think about it, of how to <laughs> appease everyone and get right. all the right times and everything. So I would prefer you kind of even out throughout the entire year. Because that's the other thing. Now we've had five home games. We only have like two or three left, two left, I think. Right. Arkansas, and, Western Kentucky, and someone else. Rest, yeah. The rest and that's – that, that's a good point because I found myself today leaving campus uh, this morning and I, I stayed in until about lunchtime to do a little bit of work. And, you know, yeah, I was tired and I was ready to have a break, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But gosh, I, I realized like the season's half over and I, I spent yeah. half of it here already. What's, well, I mean, technically after this week, it'll be half sure. over. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's been a lot of good things that come out of it. Now, can you imagine if we did five in a row with the heat that was there, I think the 2019 year where we didn't get an, like a day below 80 until like the middle of October, this would have been absolutely miserable. Whether there was rain and overcastness, the humidity alone would have just been awful. I mean, yeah, we had to deal with some rain in the first two games. Uh, mm -hmm. And that just goes outside of the actual football game, but how that affects tailgating merchants, yep. all that stuff. You know, we call it a Chamber of uh, Commerce Day. They need that as well, and they need the football team to do. Clint, I got to give him credit. We were talking this weekend, talked about, you know, people forget how much the city and oh. the surrounding areas are affected by the football team too. Amen. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about pressure? <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't just fail your team. You didn't just fail <laughs> a fan base. You failed an economy. Bam. Well, and outside of that, Memphis? outside of even the merit, if you don't believe that, go look at COVID year for tons of small towns like Auburn that rely on the college atmosphere and those eight Saturdays a year to make it throughout the year. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if that's to have five straight, I'm sure is fantastic. And all that money gets spent <laughs> in town yeah. every weekend. Um, but gosh, I, yeah, I can't imagine, like you said, the heat for five straight. Thankfully, we ended it on such a perfect day yesterday. And that's what I, I had hoped for when I saw this schedule come out. I was like, all right, maybe that October 1st, 
mm-hmm. LSU game will be just the the very beginning Christmas of the fall. Yep. And and it was still pretty warm during the day. Mm-hmm. But when that sun went down and we were all in that stadium together, woo! Yep. Man, you couldn't have gotten much better. Maybe a, I could have dealt with a little bit more chill in the air so I could actually mm-hmm. have to wear jeans, but <laughs> I enjoyed the heck out of it. But I see the benefits of being here for five straight home games and just going, you know, ham about all of that stuff. I'm sure, sure that the merchants downtown are just like, bring it in. But now it's kind of like, <laughs> we are going to see you until the end of October. So in your mind, so it sounds like we both prefer a schedule that favors more of a staggered approach are you a one and one like a you know home away home away or do you prefer like the two home games one situation probably i don't think i like every other that's i think that's just a little bit i don't know i don't know i i can see the benefit of both because another thing we haven't brought up is auburn's going on the road for the first time that's, now, yeah this week Perfect. six or five games in and that the road in the SEC is huge, you know, of having to figure that out, especially, and I know it's not like a super young team, but you're going to have Robbie Ashford starting and a, a kid who's never played on the road, maybe ever in his, in his career as, as a starter. And so to get that kind of under your belt uh, early is, has its benefits. But um, I think I'm, if I could just choose forever, I think I'd do like two, one, two home, one away two home, one away. If you got to do two, two at some point during the season, I think that's probably like ideal for me. Well, I don't have it pulled up right. Go ahead. Definitely in October, like that one year, we didn't have a single home game in October. It's all, it's basically this time around. Basically. You're right. right. Where is is that beginning and end? Like that's the worst. I like it. I don't care how it plays out as long as we have three to four games in October, because that's the best time to watch football in person, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I, oh, I'm so glad I'm not in charge of any of that. Yeah. It's not a role that we find uh, envy and having to figure all that out. Uh, but I, I just think it affects so many different things. Like, yeah, there's, it's been great and fun doing it for five straight games. Like we've said, but you know, I'm sure the merchants would like a little bit more steady income. I'm sure we, as you just brought up the great point that it took us forever to get to, of your team needs to go on the road and figure out mm-hmm. who they are. Let, let's let's just park it there for a second. This is a team that's been trying to find stability and identity, and they have struggled to do it at home. What do you think is going to happen when they go to Athens? <laughs> what do you think is oh, going to yeah. happen when they go to uh, Vaught Hemingway Stadium? When they go to Stark Vegas? What do you think is yeah. going to happen? Like it, it. I'm not saying doom and gloom, destruction, despair. I saw a lot of things in this football team. Uh, even in a loss that were very encouraging. But if you don't think that's not going to play a huge factor, then you haven't been watching football. So the fact that we are game six and first time going on the road and throw in the context of a completely beleaguered offensive line, perception, health, all that, and a brand new starting quarterback, it probably would have been a great year to be in the opposite schedule. Like yeah. if, <laughs> if we were doing this this year, that'd probably be the best thing I've Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Hindsight 2020. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not saying Auburn's going to lose those games, but for a team like this, like you're saying, like that's big uh, mm-hmm. and to not have that, but I guess that's part of too. And maybe why a lot of people had those um, optimistic thoughts about the first five games is you love Auburn's chances at home 
you know, yeah. I don't care what, what kind of a team looks like. Um, that's the kind of atmosphere Jordan here stadium can provide. Uh, but when it doesn't go your way and now you're in your at three and two or, or, and now you got to go on the road, uh, not quite as much optimism going around, but uh, if, if, if the SEC listens to this podcast, which I'm sure many, many of them do up there, the big decision makers, <laughs> I'm sure they, this is, this is a must listen for them every morning on when they start their day. Um, if that's the case, then I got a few we, things to say uh, other than the, what we're talking about here. We, we would like you to put us in touch with the officiating, please. Um, yes. We would prefer – us Auburn fans would prefer the scheduling of, of alternating a little bit more. Uh, SEC, could you, you please just – yeah, just what, what we want, could you just make that happen? That would be great. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. know you have no other priorities other than to make us happy. Final thing on this because you brought it up, talking about the advantage of being at home. Uh, I gave a shout-out to Warrigal Productions last week. And you got to do it again. Um, also, on top of that, Will Herring, somehow, mm. if you get this, my friend, outstanding this year video, the hype video yeah. of, you know, respecting what Jordan Hare brings to the table in terms of atmosphere and stuff like that. Like, I watched it five times now. Well, four, technically. Yeah. And it just gets me chills every single time. Uh, I love it. Well done, Will Herring, and wo- well done, War Eagle Productions. Yeah, it's one of the best ones they've had in a while uh, I, and, and i someone told me at one point that there's like one is the kickoff video the one is the tunnel video and i guess that would be the kickoff video because the team mm-hmm. has come exactly. out at that point yep. so yeah that's that's getting the fans fired that final burst of mm-hmm. energy ready to go making you know first half adjustments we won't go back to that topic <laughs> yeah no 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 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, we, again, love to give you a well-rounded experience here, and we've talked a lot about football and uh, the things that surround that. But we're going to talk about something here that I know not a lot of you that listen spend enough time on, and I think that you should. And it's hard to do so sometimes depending on your schedules, whether it's on TV and whether um, it lines up if you're coming into town or not. You know, I a lot of times don't understand the scheduling. I don't I know there's reasons why these things are scheduled the way they are. But to me, it seems like you would try to line up the home games with the home games and stuff like that. But we're not going to dive into that as much. If you haven't been aware, Auburn volleyball. And that's where we lose some of the listeners. I'm kidding. I know. Listen, <laughs> I, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but we're going to talk about it here because this is how you don't get affected by the football struggles as much because you are able to find happiness and other things related to Auburn 14 and O under coach Brent Crouch right Mm -hmm. now. Now you may say, okay, what's the big deal? It's volleyball, but I think people don't understand where the team has been. Um, Since I've been doing the show, volleyball has always kind of been on the back burner of a lot of people's focus. I would argue and at, this is not meant to be disparaging towards the program, former coaches, former players, and, and current. Otherwise, I would argue it probably gets the least attention these days of all of the athletics programs. Do you feel like that's fair to say, Austin, or do you feel like no, there's some I other think, areas? Yeah. 
I think that's definitely fair. And and you, we joked about why do people, people might be saying, why do we care? Well, probably because it's just been, it's struggled in the last decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not been consistently uh, successful and it's kind of, you know, flatlined for a little while. Just, and I don't mean flatlined, it just died off, but just been at the same spot for a long time. Right. And, and you lose interest in things like that when there's nothing to get you high or, or even low for. I think about uh, really random similarity here, but I think about Mississippi State women's basketball. No one cared at all until they started winning the SEC and they started making it and, and beating, playing, playing and beating teams like UConn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn volleyball, and, and I'll be honest, I've never been. I've, I, I say that. I went to one as a student, but I've never been to one outside of that. And the only reason I know they're 14-0 is because the different Auburn social media channels have done a good job of, of promoting that, and people yep. are starting to pick up on it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's gotten it's not gotten a lot of attention in the last few years, but this is something to give attention, and rightfully so. And so right. good for them. It's a really young team, so that should make you even more inclined to want to jump on and start following this team because these girls are going to be here for a while. These are – Coach Crouch's players that he's brought in. Uh, this is his second year, Kyle. Hey, 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 here's that sneaky thing of giving coaches time. Oh, I'm mm, sorry. Mm. I bring that up again. This is his second year, though, correct, Kyle? So if I have my numbers correct, so he arrived and the season got canceled because of COVID. Mm. And then mm-hmm. they went to do another season. And then I think there were more there was more of a numbers issue and that one was technically canceled like the eve of the season too. I believe yeah. this is his third technical season, although they've never truly played one. I could be wrong on that. I just know it's been kind of a, a tumultuous start sure. to get there. May, it may be even before it, it, the point still stands. We haven't spent a lot of time with coach mm-hmm. Crouch, his staff and the, the program since he's taken the control of it. Yeah, no, definitely. And so, it it should be exciting, and and I think you know Auburn's had history of not caring really about sports either when they're not doing well. Softball, you can take for example, until they got some good players in and started going to Women's College World Series, uh, that got really hot. It's kind of simmered down a little bit, but still has a lot of intrigue because it's a fun sport. Volleyball is a fun sport, and so I it hope is. that. It's a very fun um, sport. And if we want to even get a little more particular, people stop caring about basketball for a long time. And a certain coach came in and got his players and made it fun to get to. So who's to say that can't happen with Coach Crouch and Auburn Volleyball? Uh, it already looks like it's happening because they're undefeated 14-0. and uh, So, yeah, I hope people will start to – Kyle and I are going to make sure that we investigate a little more. We're going to check out the stats. And I'm putting a lot of uh, on Kyle that he and I have not talked about right now. Oh, but gosh. we're both going to talk about what we're saying and put our money where our mouth is and check out this team. And I hope others will too. And uh, maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have a little, a little two minute update every week. If they, if they we might. keep going well. And yeah, who knows? especially if other sports start diving and we need something happy to talk about. I mean, that that's, yeah. it's kind of what we addressed at the top of the segment here is that having a well-rounded experience where you can take value in things outside of whatever it's football, whether it's baseball, basketball, softball, gymnastics, things that take the big attention right now. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can do that, this makes having the Auburn experience so much better. And and listen, let's not mince words out here. They're 14 and 0, right? Huge celebration right there. 
Um, and let's give credit to uh, Alan Green, former athletic director. That's right. I believe this was his first hire, like yep. opportunity. Someone left. I believe former coach Rick Nold stepped down, yep. which is, you know, you can argue whether it was told to step down, whatever, you know, that matter at this point. And so this is someone that he brought over from USC, but I believe That's right. and it's kind of like an interesting, you don't see Auburn and the West coast hooking up a whole lot in many sports. And uh, here we are. And this thing seems to be right now rolling. Obviously we probably jinxed them. So sorry, coach Crouch, sorry, volleyball that Austin and I just ruined the season for you. If that's what happens, but probably. I like what I'm seeing. They are, they have a lot of fight in them. If nothing else, this will make you very happy. In a two-game match, they swept Alabama three to one in sets both time. That is just juicy in and of itself, right there. Like I will take that all day and twice on Sunday. And then they've gone through a lot of the typical names that you'll see when you play a lot of sports um, in non-conference. Like you see softball take on the Georgia States, the Alabama States, the Georgia Techs. I don't think they played Georgia Tech, but UAB, Troy. You know, mm-hmm. they've gone through that, so they're really getting into the heart of this thing. Um, but they're starting to get attention where they're on TV a little bit more. So look on your schedule and see if Volver Volleyball is going to be on TV. I mean, for the first time, there were people buzzing about it on social media this past week when they took on Mississippi State and were able to to win that three to two. And it went all the way down to the wire. In case you're not, you're not we're not going to spend all our night tonight, you know, talking about the ins and outs of volleyball, but they play five best of five sets. So three to two sets, Auburn won. I'm excited because um, I, I like it when we bring something back to the forefront and have something to celebrate um, outside of football, basketball, and baseball. Who knows? You know, we watched softball climb. We watched gymnastics climb. We've watched equestrian climb. Maybe yes. Austin, we're talking about in a few years time and volleyball being, you know, the next one of those. Yeah. Hey, why not? And I mean, um, it certainly looks like things are starting off hot and they, like Kyle said, we we probably ruined their season, but sorry that you know uh, just Bill. I blame us. Austin. I blame um, Austin. Yeah, that's fine. Blame me. Um, but this could be a whole lot of fun. So um, you know, next next game is at, at LSU. So maybe they can pick up some revenge. We need revenge, on, please. That's right. Please. Go. It's down there in Baton Rouge. It's on SEC Network Wednesday night at seven p.m. So tune in. I'm gonna have it tuned in because I want to see this team keep win in and be undefeated and then hey if if you're like listening to us and you're like what are these guys talking about they get they got to go to auburn five weeks in a row i got to go to auburn five weeks in a row and i love going to auburn if you want to come back to auburn if you want to come back to my home city here because i live here kyle in case just, you just rub it in just keep it up is you want that you want if, to auger for that hole you're digging with me right now just rub it in. <laughs> if you want to come on back for six weeks in a row the Auburn volleyball team plays Georgia on Saturday and on Sunday inside Neville Arena. Let's go ahead and beat Georgia in some sport this weekend, and 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 it'll, and we you get to come back to Auburn. So yeah, I, support this team. Uh, I'm going to do a better job of supporting this team, and it, who knows? It could be a whole lot of fun year for Auburn volleyball, and could be the start to something pretty special. And let's talk. We just kind of talked about scheduling in the last segment too. Who decided that? Well, of course, they didn't know when the Auburn Georgia game was going to get picked up, so never mind. But it's just unfortunate timing that will be in the heat of the heat, not mm. necessarily true, but the middle of a Georgia Auburn football matchup when the Georgia, yeah. the first volleyball matchup is going on, because there'll be a two game um, matchup that they'll have on Saturday and Sunday. So, Auburn volleyball, put it in your schedule, 
pay attention to it because we're going to be discussing it here more on this show, and you guys can hold us to that if we don't hold up our end of the bargain. And as always, just blame Austin if we don't do it because it's always his fault. It's, it's the easiest thing to do. It really is. That's what you're. That's what the co-host is for, my friend. So sorry about that. <laughs> that is our show for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. For those of you that watched the live recording, you are always the best. We appreciate you doing that here on YouTube. For those of you that are listening on the audio channel, we invite you to do so on YouTube if you want to. But you're also welcome to listen here on the audio podcast, wherever you're listening to them, or on the audio-only YouTube channel that we have now for the podcast, the second channel that we have. However you got this show, thank you for being here and being part of our little family within the Auburn family. You can find me on Twitter, at TigerEye. Nope, that's not it. Actually, you know what? That's at TigerEye24. At me there for those of you that are mad that I stirred the pot this evening on social media. Uh, But if you would like to be... If you would like to find me really on Twitter at Kyle Loomis 24, where can they find you, Austin? Austin G. Scott on just about anything and everything. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. I hope it's our listeners' favorite part of the week whenever they get a chance to tune in. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week uh, after Auburn Volleyball is 17 now. I love it. I love it. We'll be talking to you then. Thank you for tuning in and letting us share the Auburn experience with you. War Eagle. War Eagle.